So, are we going to talk about it? What? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. Welcome back to Disney Marvels. This is the show for week of June 10th, 2018. It's episode 8. I'll be your host, Matthew Graken. This is Disney Marvels, as I said, Disney Marvels podcast, where we talk about Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Lucas, Muppets, the parks, cruise lines, anything Disney related. It's typically fair game. On to the news. Disney says Pixar's John Lasseter will be leaving the company by year-end. In the meantime, he will be taking on a counseling role, a consulting role, sorry, until that time. This is after John Lasseter came back from a six-month sabbatical after certain allegations in uh, questionable behavior was brought up. Um, on a personal note, this is very sad that it came to this. Or that this may even have happened. Um, we're not judging here, but it's it's sad that John Lasseter, who started off as in Disney Animation years ago, before Pixar even started, it was one of his first jobs. He kept on trying to come up with ideas to, to uh, work with the company, and eventually they they let him go. He couldn't even tell his wife that he lost his job at that time, and. He kept on going out, leaving the house, going to different places. He went to a couple of conventions, and he actually met someone at that point, and that's how eventually um, what would become Pixar came about. And then, you know, the turn of events, Disney started working with Pixar, and then Disney acquired Pixar, so John ended back up at Disney, and now is having to be forced to, to leave it again. I, I can't say I've always agreed with some of his directions, but the... John has a very distinguished idea, very, a lot of lot of uh, great, great ideas on what should be in a movie, how the movie should go, and just movie ideas. Um, he will be missed in the Disney Corporation. They have not announced who will be taking his place. I mean, remember, not not only did John run Pixar, he was also head of Walt Disney Animation. Um, and also, he worked closely with uh, Disney Imagineers for the parks. That's a big size shoe to try and fill. Um, I would not, personally, I would not be surprised if they divvy out the jobs to multiple people. Um, I mean, Roy Disney was the head of, the, the son, Roy E. Disney, was the, the head of Disney Animation during his time at, at Disney. So, who who knows? Um, who knows? We have some time until that gets all sorted out, and I'm sure Iger's going to choose someone carefully. He's not just going to pick anyone on a whim, as from what we've seen. But on to other news. 
in the video game world, we have news from E3, Kingdom Hearts 3, the long-awaited follow-up to the, the very successful um, Square Enix and Disney joint effort, will be finally coming out, uh, announced for January 29th, 2019, just after Christmas, month after Christmas. The long-awaited follow-up to the Popper Kingdom Hearts series uh, released by Square Enix that blends Disney characters and characters from the popular Final Fantasy series. The game will be available for PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Speaking of games, Marvel and ESPN have teamed up with an illustrated look at the FIFA World Cup. You can find a link to this uh, uh, online comic book, I guess, if you will. Um, and the Facebook group, or through ESPN's website, or app. The Guardians of the Galaxy coaster has gone vertical! The new Epcot, ride in Epcot, um, that's being built where the universe of energy used to be, has the, uh, its steel structure starting to go up, at least for the outside show building. According to WDW Magic, it is reported that you can see the show building pretty much from anywhere in the park. So that's going to make theming very interesting. Standing in, uh, ooh, he's staying in Japan and you see uh, outer space from there. Speaking of outer space, the show is full of segues. The Avengers Affinity War has officially broken the two billion dollar mark in sales. That is two B billion, billion with a B, in sales it is the so the fourth uh, fourth highest grossing movie of all times most of that money is now coming from overseas 67% of it is from outside of America non non domestic money but it doesn't matter where it's coming from it is still a few million dollars shy of taking on the force awakens but it's it's getting close in other news Disney Design Children's Play Area opens at the London Great Ormond Street Hospital. The Disney Reef, a colorful underwater-themed outdoor play area, has officially opened at the hospital in London. Let's see, London, England, obviously. Uh, we're guests today. This was actually, I think, June 6th. Uh, was revealed and they were allowed to play in it for the first time for their patients and for the families to interact. Don't have any rumors this week, so they will come back hopefully next week. So, on with the show. I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath. How big did you get? My record, 21 feet. You? 65 feet. 65. If you two are finished comparing sizes... 65. Even though Avengers Affinity War officially kicked off the summer movie season, this was back uh, end of April, technically supposed to be May, and they're still ranking in the money by the billions, the summer movies, are the true summer movies are yet to come. This year Disney is releasing three movies in the summer uh, time span past Infinity Wars and I was thinking I'd, I'd go over each of them kind of give you just kind of a roundabout 
recap of, of what's to come. The, the trailers are all available on YouTube or uh, Disney's website in, in various places. You're seeing them on TV soon or already. But let me go over them and I'm going to touch on them in reverse order because I, I won't actually touch, talk about one of the ones I find more interesting first and also because we all know what's coming up shortly coming up end of this week on Friday so August 3rd August 3rd we are getting the movie Christopher Robin it's an adult adult Christopher Robin who is now focused on his new life working and his family and he one day suddenly meets an old friend that friend being Winnie the Pooh who returns to he's returned to his forgotten childhood past and he, Pooh needs his help to um, to go back to the Hundred Acre Woods and find his lost friends. Yeah, talk about metaphorical there. In the role of Christopher Robin, we have one Ewan McGregor, um, young Ben Kenobi, will be uh, playing the role of Christopher Robin, and the most the beautiful. Haley Atwell's playing his wife, Evelyn. I mean, right there, you got two really good actors in this, uh, playing the live-action characters. So that's, right there alone, that's got my attention. For the voice actors, for the characters, you got some, you got a nice little lineup here. You have the infamous, very talented and talent just doesn't do it justice um, the man of a I want to say a hundred million voices Jim Cummings um, he will be reprising his role as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger as he's been doing now for quite some time they they did look into possibly replacing him from my understanding in uh, at least for Tigger but I'm glad he did because to me, that is the voice of he, he. I know he's not the original voice, but he's so spot on, and he, you're just so used to hearing Jim Cummings as Tigger. It's like someone else, you know, him, him, someone else doing the voice of Pete. So, Jim Cummings will be Tigger, and he will be Pooh. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett from Everyone Loves Raymond will be Eeyore. And that 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 works for me. I, I'm fine with that. I could I could definitely hear Brad Garrett doing Eeyore. It's actually not his first time doing Eeyore. Um, he's done it for some some other recordings, but this this will be the first major thing that he's done Eeyore in. Here's a good one for you. Voicing Owl will be Toby Jones. If you're wondering who he is, if you if you follow the Captain America series, he's Zola. You have a mad scientist playing the wise old owl. That's just whoo, hello. That is something else. So Zola, I mean Toby Jones, will be owl. I, I don't think he's going to be trying to take over England this time. I I, I just I have a, a hunch on that. So just just go with me on that one. Topping that, Peter Capaldi. 
Peter, the twelfth Doctor, is going to be Rabbit. <laughs> it, so you have the original S.H.I.E.L.D. agent as the wife. You have a Jedi Knight as Christopher Robin. You have a postal worker as the <laughs> You have a mad scientist as Al. You have a Time Lord as Rabbit. Uh, this casting is fantastic. Everyone's favorite little voices are now just thrown together in the Winnie the Pooh movie that doesn't even go by Winnie the Pooh. It's going by Christopher Robin. <laughs> so, uh, I I haven't heard how Capaldi does Rabbit. But I can't wait. <laughs> Doctor Who as Rabbit. Wow. Anyway, Kanga's gonna Kanga's gonna be Sophie. Um, I I apologize for getting this name so butchered. Onkanudas, not Kadez. Um, she's been in some Marvel stuff too. Uh, Nick Mohammed as Piglet, and why Dean Hall rounded off as Rue. Obviously, there's gonna be other characters and stuff going on, but I just I wanted to give you the cast lineup. For the main, the main friends, um, this is going to be the first live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. Um, not the first live-action Winnie the Pooh uh, line, as in uh, they did the the Welcome to Pooh Corner back in the '80s, and the Book of Pooh in the '90s. So you got the, you got some live-action stuff previously with Winnie the Pooh, but this is going to be the first live-action movie. Uh, the characters are actually going to be CGI. They're not hand-drawn animated. They're not puppets like in the Book of Pooh. Um, and the characters actually this time, they're, they are going away from the, the traditional Disney animated Winnie the Pooh looking characters. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, um, definitely check it out. And it's more, it's, a, it's like a hybrid. But it's closer to the classic Pooh series of designs. Um, if you're familiar with them, that's where Tigger is more of a yellowish. Piglet's actually, um, his body is green. Uh, he's got a green sweater on and a, a scarf instead of the, the pink outlines. Um, and they, they look like old, worn, stuffed toys. Which, really, that's what they're supposed to be. Um, where the Disney animated, they got away from that. Probably just because of you know, making it easier. You're making this animation in the 60s. Um, it just makes it that much easier to draw um, something similar, but not completely uh, like a worn-out toy. This looks like old, worn-out toys, which like, they're supposed to be. And again, that's the classic pool look. Again, that's Christopher Robin, August 3rd. Coming closer than uh, middle of the sandwich release will be Ant-Man. July 6th, Ant-Man Returns and Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're going to be sizing this movie up, literally, in no small way and some rather large ways. Scott Lang balances between being both a superhero and a father. Hope Van Dyke and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission. 
that finds Ant-Man fighting alongside with the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. This is going to take place after Captain America's Civil War, where Lang is under house arrest still, as mentioned in Infinity War, but it does take place, this is very important, especially if you've seen Infinity War and you'll understand why. This takes place before Avengers Infinity War. You will not need your dustpans. Returning are Paul Rudd as Scott Lang and Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne the Wasp, Michael Douglas as Dr. Hank Pym, and Michael Pena. Cannot forget Michael Pena as Lewis. And his list of friends. Uh, that you knew a guy that knows a guy who has a friend who told him this who told him to tell him that tell Scott that he's back in the movie. New to the cast, you're gonna have Sir Lawrence Fishbourne as Dr. Bill Forster. I will not spoil anything if you haven't seen the trailers, but he's gonna play a big role. You'll figure it out. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is back. As Janet Van Dyne. So you're going to have Michelle Pfeiffer playing opposite. Playing Scott Lang's girlfriend's mother. Michelle Pfeiffer who played a love interest of Paul Rudd in a, in a previous movie. There's going to be some interesting chemistry. Uh, having hots for teacher. And you're also going to have Hannah John Kamen from Game of Thrones as the character The Ghost, who is the primary villain in this. Um, again, if you see the trailers, it's going to be a very interesting character. I think this movie is going to be exactly what we need. After the drama of Black Panther and the gravitas of Avengers Affinity War. You need something that you can just kind of sit back and go, ah, and laugh and enjoy and just go, that was a fun movie. I enjoyed that. You leave with a smile on your face and you go, I can't wait to see what's next. And it, I can't wait to see what's next in a good way. Originally, this is uh, um, this release date was the spot for Captain Marvel to come out. Now, there could have been many different reasons why they moved it. My speculation is again, Captain Marvel is going to be a little bit of a heavier, more serious movie. Ant Man is a lot more. There's a lot more heart to Ant Man, and there's a lot more fun to Ant Man. So that's going to just kind of just again lighten the mood ease things up kind of just give you that that kind of heal the wounds that or the just I don't want to say wounds that just doesn't sound right but it's kind of therapy that's a good way of putting it is your kind of therapeutic laugh you know you you had a bad day at work and the last thing you want to do is go home and watch the news. No, you want to go home and watch something that's just going to put a smile on your face. You either watch your kids, you're going to watch a, a comedy, um, you put on a nonsense type of movie or something. That's what this is. It's your nonsense superhero. 
But again, it isn't. Because and it is portrayed in the trailers how Scott Lang is dealing with being a father. And there was there's a quote from the from the trailer which I I I love. It, it just his daughter goes to him, "Daddy, I want to be a superhero like you when you grow up, or when I grow up or something something along the lines referring to you know how she looks up to her dad being a superhero and he goes he replies to her that well yeah I, I, you know but I, I kind of mess that up sometimes I, I just don't always do that right and that kind of got a double meaning to him because it's he's talking about how it you know he knows he goofs up as a superhero but he also knows and still feels remorse for goofing up as a dad and I think that weighs more on them and that that's going to be something a little that's something very different uh, when you talk about these superhero movies because when you think about all the other characters out there and there's a lot of characters this is marvel's 20th cinematic universe film so that that they've covered a lot of ground in 10 years 20 movies Whew. how many of them are fathers I mean, it was revealed during um, Age of Ultron that Hawkeye is a father, or will be, uh, again. But other than that, okay, so you got Captain America, no. Iron Man, no. Uh, Black Panther, no. Thor, no. Hulk, no. Black Widow, well, definitely not. Well, she can't be a father, but a parent, even a parent. Scarlet Witch, The Vision, Doctor Strange. No, no, no. So you have Ant-Man. Now you have that ad additional struggle. So that, again, I, will, I can't wait to see how this plays out. I, I, I'm not expecting something that's going to be earth-shattering. The first Ant-Man movie isn't. But I am expecting something that's going to be fun. I'm going to put my seat up, grab my popcorn, and just have a good old good old time but speaking of good old times and family superheroes you know where I'm going with this one June 15th Incredibles 2 is here after 14 long years Brad Bird is finally releasing releasing his anticipated demanded and Highly requested Incredibles 2. The family is home again. Bob Parr, Mr. Incredibles, left to, t to care for Jack-Jack and the rest of the kids, while Helen, Elastigirl, is out to save the world in her new job. If you haven't seen the trailers for this, I, you must be under a rock, because they are, they are pr promoting this heavily. And from my understanding... It is that much of it is that on mark from the original Incredibles in that much more. I mean, it picks up exactly where the last one left off, where they're fighting um, the Underminer, and it just goes from there. Strangely enough, how Ant Man and the Wasp is the twentieth film for Marvel. Incredibles two is actually the twentieth movie for Pixar. It's also going to be their longest movie. So it's 
coming in at an hour and 58 minutes. The longest CGI movie and the longest Pixar movie. So, I mean, this, this is just going to be... <laughs> to say that it's going to be incredible is, is, is uh, pun intended, but spot on. Um, like I said, I've spoken to a few people, I've heard, uh, seen a few comments from people who have seen it, and you, you want to talk about a must-see movie? Pixar's back. If you thought that they were slipping it up and they, they're kind of losing it, they're back. And in a big way. And the Incredibles are back in an even bigger way. Grab your friends. Grab your family. Grab the cat. Grab your next door neighbors. Grab the dog. Well, not if you're bringing the cat along. Grab your popcorn. Sit down. Sit with the family. This is a movie that the family could watch together and you don't really have to worry about. And it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it again. And it's got Samuel L. Jackson's wife playing Zone's wife. So Samuel L. Jackson's wife is playing Samuel L. Jackson's wife in the movie for their alter egos in the movie. Honey, where is my super suit? This is... If you can can't tell I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm just not... I'm not talking I'm just excited about for Incredibles 2. I'm excited for Incredibles 2. I'm excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Do I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to break $2 billion like Avengers Infinity War? No. But do I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be another home run for Marvel? Yes. And then Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin may probably well be. I'm going to say this now. Not, again, haven't seen the movies. No way, way of knowing exactly what's going to be in the movie, but I, I'm going to say it's probably going to be the feel-good movie of the summer. It's probably going to be one of the most overlooked movies of the summer. Because everyone's going to see, oh, it's just another Way of the Pooh movie. How many of these have we seen before? But it's not. Or is it? We shall see. But you're going at a different angle, and characters are the boundaries are going to be different. You know, and it it's gonna be a movie about self discovery. Because it's not it's not Winnie the Pooh and his adventures in the Hundred Acre Woods and Christopher Robin's along for the ride. It's Christopher Robin returning to his childhood and rediscovering who he is and his happiness. And the little boy that he forgot about when he became an adult. And I think that's something that we all, you know, a lot of us need to go on. I mean, we're, we're, hey, if you're not a Disney person, you're listening to us. Thank you. But most likely you're listening to this podcast because you are a Disney person and you know what that means. We don't, we're not just people who enjoy sitting around watching cartoons. We enjoy watching these cartoons because it brings us back to our childhood. That's the same reason why we go to the parks. Same reason, you know, we, we go to see the Disney movies. We have pictures of Disney stuff on our walls. Christopher Robin, the feel-good movie of the summer. Again, I'm putting it out there now, not knowing anything. Ant-Man and the Wasp, a fun romp Marvel movie, romping Marvel movie that, that's going to just, again, it's going to do well for them. I'm not predicting $2 billion. I'm not predicting the you know billion dollar that uh, Black Panther's making or whatever. Is it going to be the top 10 highest gross movies of all time? No. But does that make a difference? 
No, it's still a Marvel movie. Go see it. And Incredibles 2. Pixar's home run. Can I see Incredibles 2 possibly making it into the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time? Why not? Is it going to be against some stuff, stiff competition from those other studios? Absolutely. But you got a couple of things going for you here. It's Pixar. It's Disney. You got so you got the family aspect there. You know it's not going to be as intense as say a movie with giant lizards running around and a volcano blowing up. And it's the incredible. So you know it, it's got such a long-awaited fan base, a fan base that's been thirsting for this movie. And now it's finally here. And Brad Bird said he would not release this movie, release or even consider an Incredibles 2 until he knew he had a story to be able to mirror, match, or best the original. Brad Bird does not go back on his word. And like I said, from what I'm hearing, it has been worth the 14, long 14 year wait. What movie are you looking forward to seeing? Sorry about going on the long rant, but what movie are you looking for? Of those three, which one do you want to see? Which one's particularly, you know, nag at you? Oh, I definitely got to go see this one. I got to get with my buds or go out on my own if no one else is going with me. Get the family together, throw them in, back in the uh, minivan and go see this movie. Let me know. Put it out on the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash Dizzy Marvels Podcast. Or you can even just email the show. At, uh, not at, but through DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, let us know what movies you're looking for. Have you seen, you know, by the time you've listened to this, you come back, you know, hey, you can always come back afterwards, you know, after you see Incredibles and go, Matthew, my gosh, you were right. That movie just, oh, I couldn't believe it. Or, what were you talking about? I sat through one hour and 58 minutes of misery. I don't believe you'll be telling me the last one. But honestly, if you think if that was the case, let us know. And, you know, there's been plenty of bad movies before. There's even made TV shows about mad. Let us know. Join the Facebook group. Speaking of the Facebook group, make sure you join it. Again, it's facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. One more time, and hopefully without tripping over the world, words, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Free to join up. I post lots of news on there go, going out. Post videos on there. Trailers for movies. Uh, fun things. And it's, it's a community-based place. Please join up. And again, the email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. One more time, that's DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for shows, any suggestions, any news, any rumors you want to discuss, send them out. Hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for spending your time listening to the show. I know this one's a little bit longer than the rest, but hey, there's nothing wrong with that. So I want to go back to last week's episode where I was talking about trivia. I gave you a trivia instead of a quote at the end. The answer to it is green. Fred goes on that he found a uh, green uh, gem from space, possibly an emerald. That's how they got their superpowers. But this week I'm going to end with a quote. 
It's from Walt Disney. It's a good one for the summer. He said, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And I agree with him. It is always fun to try and do the impossible. Again, hope everyone's doing well. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Please rate the show and share out on all the social networks. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your dog, cat, everybody, aunts, uncles, anyone that you know that enjoys Disney, tell them about the show. Let's get everyone listening, watching, um, and communicating. And I'll see you next time. The Screen Slater interrupts this program for an important announcement. Suit up. It might get weird. I'll be there ASAP. Where you going, ASAP? You better be back ASAP.